Welcome to the Adam and Julie podcast. So we're back in the studio. Well, I'm back anyway. So Adam's not here for this one. He's he's getting out of some of these for some reason. I don't know. I guess I've had a lot of ladies in here in the in the studio lately, which has been awesome. I've good. certainly enjoyed it. So I have Sue Hemmings in the studio with me this evening. And Sue shared her testimony at King Church Recovery, September 8th. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you should definitely. Uh, it is on our Celebrate Recovery King Church Facebook page, um, September 8th. You can go back and you can listen to her testimony. Sue, thank you so much for coming into the studio and doing thank this. You. This yeah, is awesome. Thank you for having me. It's just, it's so amazing that people are willing to open up their lives. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. Like, it is a big deal. It is a very, very yeah. big deal. But yeah. it, I don't know. I guess Adam and I decided to start doing this type of mm-hmm. thing because it seems like such a shame mm-hmm. to only have the people at Celebrate Recovery or King's Church Recovery hear these stories because it's yeah. just amazing. And it yeah. really does encourage other people that are- that are going through stuff right now. Yep. And they, a lot of times, think that hmm. they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. Like, That's and right. They, and they really, maybe they mm-hmm. haven't been on the journey of recovery yet. And they're just right in the thick yeah. of it. And mm-hmm. so we are hoping that listeners are going to hear your story and be encouraged by it. Yeah. And so I, I think that's the whole point of it. It but, is. But yeah. I know that it's a big deal. First of all, yeah. it's a huge deal to even just write out your testimony. Tell me, yeah. tell us about yeah. that, like the process of sure. even just writing your story. And have you yeah. ever done anything like that before? No, I have never. Um, but you know what's really interesting is um, I've been encouraged to write my story yep. for years by so many different people. Oh, really? Um, and just like, Sue, would say, Sue, you need to write this down. Yes. You need to tell your story. Right. And I, so I've always wanted to do that, but I, I just never really had the time and I, I never really had the, um, you need that, like that kick in the pants to do it. It's like, yeah. here's a yeah. date, Sue, a date. will you do Get this? Get it done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I, um, also sort of the, I don't know, the perspective. Yeah. I, I needed to like, not just to share the story, but there's like, there's so, I have so many stories in my story. It could be right. a, a book. And yeah. so, um, uh, when I was asked to do this, I was actually asked to do this earlier in the summer and I just wasn't ready right. to give it my full, my attention or the attention yeah. that it needed. And I wasn't really ready to share. So yeah. Like timing is important. It's timing a big is important. Deal. Uh, for yeah. sure. And yeah. then, um, and that was just like a couple months, but just that couple months over the summer just gave me more time of reflecting. Yep. And kind of how I wanted to pull things together. And I actually used, I wrote my testimony when I was on vacation. Yep. So I, I could just go to a cafe. I didn't have to think about work or any yep. other aspect of life. And I yep. could really just, just focus. Yeah. Just focus. Yeah. And enjoy the process. Right. Yeah. Because so, it's, yeah. I, I know for me, when I finally wrote my story, mm. I'm sure it helps others to hear your story, but mm. it helped me as well. Like it was yeah. actually part of my recovery journey. Yeah, it actually is. writing it out. It is. It's so healing and freeing. And I just felt like, well, after writing it, but then after it's giving it. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I wasn't nervous about the 
being on the stage and the public speaking, I, cause I am a teacher. Yeah. Because you were absolutely like, <laughs> you were like born to be up on the stage and on the mic. Yeah. Like it was, you were a natural. That's for Thank sure. You. That yeah. is what we noticed for yeah, sure. I'm really comfortable up there. And I've been, uh, you know, I've been public speaking since I was in high school. Yeah. And, and you so can tell, yeah. I wasn't always not nervous. I had yeah. to grow into that, but yeah. um, yeah, I found my way there. Yeah. And my style and, um, but it, it just really broke off a lot more shame. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause shame says like, you're not enough and right. you're not normal. You're alone in this and yes. it's very isolating. And yeah. so just saying one is, well, it's not who I am. Right. This is my story, but it's not, it's not who I am. Right. Um, and then also just that I'm not, uh, I'm not really different than no. anybody else. And I'm sure you've learned that even just being at Celebrate Recovery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's- it just really makes it normal. And yeah. then it's just so much, it's even easier to just to share right. and be more and more open. Yeah. Now, have you had people reach out to you after you shared your story? Just like mm-hmm. maybe people that don't even come to Celebrate Recovery, but just like, yeah, because you know, yours was yeah. on yours was on Facebook, so yep. I guess it wasn't just the people there. I had some um, some just some private messages on Facebook. Yeah, um, not really reaching out so much, but letters of appreciation. Yes, and yes. that they you know they could really identify with the story, and it really it was healing for them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, just a lot of encouraging comments afterwards. Yeah, but you know what it's done for me is. Uh, Really helped me, even in my workplace. Okay. To so tell share more where you story. work. Tell yeah. Her- oh, I work at the YMCA. Yes. <laughs> I teach, and I'm um, I mean, I'm a team lead there, and so it's just really just helped me to just tell my story and mm-hmm. not really be ashamed that I struggle with anxiety, um, because it's anxiety is so common. Right. And so and. So people do you think surprised. so were there people at work that would have heard it and and that was yeah. the first time they knew that you struggled with anxiety or I don't know if anyone on my team in particular would have heard it okay but um since sharing so that's only the last couple of weeks yeah I've just really felt much more comfortable yeah talking about it at work yeah and there's a couple people that I would have sort of confided in or shared with and then I've just been much more comfortable being yeah. More playing about it. Yeah. And because I guess I can just really see how that is so encouraging for people that I know are right. struggling. I know. Yeah. As soon as you start to share with somebody, don't you find it like it just, it gives them permission to be vulnerable. It might not be the same thing that you struggle with. It might yeah. be something completely else. But as soon as yeah. you say, hey, I struggle with something. Yeah. I've had that happen so many times and yeah. people are like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm struggling with this. And it's just like almost like, oh, phew. Like exactly. You're it's a person a I can be real with. Like exactly. not everything's oh, how's your day? Oh, great. How's yours? Great. How's yeah. the family? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> how's yeah. your family? Awesome. Like yeah. everything, you know, and then when you give somebody permission to just be real and mm-hmm. like not everything's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the kind of group I want, the kind of team I want to be uh be a part of the kind of team I want to lead and nurture is, um, you know, a, a team that has a culture that's encouraging. Yep. Um, but also that's not afraid to be maybe 
candid. Yeah. I don't want to say confrontational, but but honest and candid with each other. Right. Yeah. And then real and vulnerable. Yeah. Um, because I I think like, you know, we're whole people, and yeah. we don't isolate our emotions or how we're feeling. That in that for me. Yeah. I mean for everybody, but it really impacts my day. And yeah, we do have a a program at work that uh, is part of the. Um, Canadian Mental Health Association called Not Myself Today. Okay. And um, you actually, like they have, you know, buttons that you can put on your your, your yeah. shirt, your collar, yeah. whatever. And it's like an emoji or a word about how you're feeling. Oh. And so like you can just really wear it and not be ashamed to say, I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm off somehow. Man, that'd be some helpful. I'm tired. I'm hungry. <laughs> like there's one that's hangry. <laughs> And I'm happy, you know, I'm satisfied. Like you could just pick all kinds of different words, but just to make it like normal to say, this is how I am and not hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. It just makes it easier. Then it makes it easier if I'm being real, other people can be real as well. Yeah. No, I love that. I, um, I thought your testimony was so interesting the way Mm. you put how you struggle with anxiety and depression. That's been something you struggled with. Yeah. But I mean, you've been in recovery for 26 years. You said yeah. you were working on your recovery. So yeah. I feel like you have like, you know, all this knowledge mm. that maybe some people don't yeah. know yet. Mm. But that you think the root of that mm-hmm. is because of codependency. For sure. Yeah. Which I don't think I've thought of it that way before. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So um, I feel it's like the the behavior. Right. Is is codependency. Yeah. And the fruit of that is anxiety for me or panic. And so, you know, one thing that's common with people that struggle with anxiety is avoidance. Yeah. And I was, okay, so classically avoidant, you know, I avoided conflict. Right. Um, I avoided change. I avoided so many things in life that are actually normal in life right. and things that we do have to learn how to deal with, but yeah. I didn't have those skills. Right. Um, because I had codependent patterns in my life. Yeah. And so it, it just came out, it, it, it sort of that expressed itself in anxiety and panic. Yeah. Have you ever figured out with all of the recovery that you have had, all the mm-hmm. work you've done, like, why do we have codependency? Like, why, mm. why do you think you struggle with codependency? Is it yeah. anything to do with your upbringing? I know, yeah. like, you moved a ton. Yeah. 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 There was conflict in your home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, there was things like that. Mm-hmm. Would, like, and not, mm. I mean... It would be hard to make lasting relationships if you're moving so often, right? Like, yeah. is that, do you think yeah. that has anything to do with it? Or is sure. it like a personality thing? Is it hereditary? Like, what do you think? Well, I think it's a number of things that come together. Yeah. So definitely for me, it was in my home. And okay. it was in the, it was a family patterns. Yeah. Um, and so learn behaviors. Right. And, uh, or behaviors that, I didn't get to learn. Right. Um, I didn't learn conflict resolution. Right. Um, you know, I, I because learned. Because how, like paint a picture yeah. in your home. Yeah. If there was conflict, yeah. how would you move on from like, say, there was right. conflict? So then what, yeah. what would that look like? Um, 
Well, usually what that looked like was sort of some rage. Yeah. Um, or an explosive response. Extreme. Let's say extreme. So extreme anger or extreme depression. Yeah. And so um, what we learned was just keep the peace. Okay. Don't make waves. Right. Don't cause any upset. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have two brothers. Right. Two siblings. We're all close in age. And so it's a very normal thing to get into fights. And I, yep. by fights, I mean like arguments. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, fighting over the last piece of, the last <laughs> yeah. bag of chips or, yes, or exactly. something, yeah. right? Or, or who's going to, um, who gets to pick which TV show to watch? Yeah. Well, and but that's how we learn to negotiate. And that's right. how we learn to compromise, but in a, um, in a constructive way. Right. Um, and we, my brothers and I did do some of that, yeah. but when we weren't really successful and we would actually <laughs> get <laughs> into yelling and screaming matches, yeah. then in sort of some escalation, instead of being taught how to, okay, let's take it down, let's yeah. calm down. Yeah. And what's happening here and what's right. happening here. Yeah. It was just a, you know, we would just get screamed at. Yeah. And so, um, what we learned was then is just people pleasing. Right. I'm and not even going to pick a show or whatever because it's not worth it. It's just not I know worth what's going to happen the next day. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now so, I, my opinion is not going to matter. It's not. That's it. Yeah. Just compromise. Right. Just compromise everything. And right. so it's like as children, it's not a big deal. But what I found was that kind of, and as a teenager, it escalated. And as a young adult, yeah. that it was escalated even more because I didn't yeah. have life skills. So right. the codependent patterns definitely were learned in family. In the family. Yeah. But I think compounded by my personality. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a few things. That yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I'm a deep thinker. Yep. Um, I'm an introvert. So right. I tend, you know, I process internally. Yep. And as opposed to just speaking outright yes. to people or, yep. um, so I need a lot of time by myself. Yep. Um, so I think, do you know what your Enneagram is just as we're talking about? I'm a two. You're a two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? And I just got into that. Did you? I'm an INFJ if for anyone that likes Myers Briggs. Okay. Um, and yeah, the Enneagram. I'm a two, but I haven't really read too much about it. Okay. So, uh, but that's sort of one of my winter projects. Would yeah. Be to read about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think for sure, um, personality yep. plays a big role in that. Is yeah. you know because it's like. Someone else could have grown up in a similar atmosphere in my family, but with a different kind of personality. Right. They might have just responded different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you are from a Christian home though, right? Yeah, I am. And I think you described it in your testimony as like a fundamental Christian background, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. So tell me about that. Like I I remember you saying in your testimony (laughs) that- you felt like you were different, like yeah. even way back then, like yeah. w- how you understood God, how you would experience yep. God. Yep. And also you felt like you almost had to not be who you were. Yep. Like you you said that you were a tomboy, mm. like you enjoyed things like the boys and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. it's like you were fighting for your identity, right? Exactly. And yeah. it was like, okay, we're a church, so, you know, I better, like don't say the wrong thing because... Yeah. People won't like you if mm-hmm. you act like that or say those things. So just yeah. talk, tell the listeners just how that. Sure. Went. So yeah, like so from this a young age, I I really had to fight for my identity yeah. to be 
you know, like, um, I, and in my testimony, I just, I talked about just playing with trucks and climbing trees and yep. fences. And, you know, I mean, we used to swing in the barns, uh, swing on ropes and hay bales and. Which just sounds so fun. <laughs> like, so, yeah, we love that, yeah. you know, and I, again, I had two brothers to play yeah, with. Yeah, for sure. And we are close in ages, so. Um, you know, and that was, that was meant with, with comments like, but I, I want a girl that wears dresses. Mm. And, but I have to say too, it's like when I wanted a jean jacket, I, you know, it was a special present, right. you know, for that. So it was some of both. Right. But it yeah. was still impactful. Yes. And, um, so, so yeah, like church, would you try to act like they wanted you to act? Like, oh, no. No. Okay. No, I did not. I was okay. like, I'm not wearing that. And I remember okay. actually one time I had a notion that I wanted a Barbie doll. And I said to, I was staying with my grandma. I said, hey, can I get a Barbie? And I remember she, she got on the <laughs> telephone and said, she wants a Barbie. We're going right now. Because <laughs> it was really the first time. So we went and got one. And then I really didn't know what like, to do with it. Like, yeah. well, I tried. And my grandma just said, yeah. It's just not for you. Yeah. So fine. And, uh, um, but then it kind of, so there's just those aspects of, yeah. of that, right? And just having the space to just right. be who I am and yeah. how I am. But then yeah. um, with church, like we went to churches that just didn't believe or didn't teach that God speaks. Right. And, um, that never sat so was right it like with me. KGV only, like that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. very much so. And yep. this is in Ontario, right? This is in Ontario. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, which is, in one hand, um, you know, we it was just we had a chance to learn a lot of Bible verses and sure. you know memorize the books of the Bible and yeah. just very good foundation. Oh, absolutely. In yeah. the scriptures, but I always I could always hear God like sort of. You know, in my mind's ear, I could hear his voice. In yeah. my mind's eye, I could see. Um, yeah, explain that. Okay. So. Like, that's fascinating to me. Right. Okay. So here's, uh, I'll get to some of that aspect. But my when I was six, yeah, I was playing outside and I saw all the clouds in the sky kind of um, float together like a time-lapse movie. They just all yeah. moved together and made a mansion in the sky. And I, of course, I was only six. I got my mom. I said, mom, can you see that big mansion? Yeah. Well, no, dear, but I'm glad you can. Like she wasn't seeing what I was seeing. Okay, yeah. So that would be like an open vision. Yep. And, uh, you know, God was showing me something. Yeah. And it was very, I just, I don't know. It felt like I stood there for hours, may have been minutes, but just watching this house. Yeah. And then it just dissipated. And, um, years later, uh, my father actually passed away suddenly and I was grieving Mm. and that picture came to mind. And the sort of the understanding was that that picture is like, uh, you know, my father's house in heaven Yeah. or so. And what happened? I just felt so cared for in that moment, grieving for like the death of my dad. And that even when I was six, God had a plan and he was taking care of everybody. And so, and who would, like, God would know, he knows the end from the beginning, right? And that doesn't even, like, that's nothing, the span of time. Like when you were six until you were 
probably 36, 40, right? 36, yeah. Yeah, like, so that was, I mean, wow. for God, that's nothing. But He's just so to kind. plant that seed. He's so yeah. kind. He knows what yes. you were going to need then. Then. That's right. Um, that's the kind of a, a kind, a loving, amazing God we have, right? Yeah. And so alive and real. So that's how I've always known God. Yeah. Very alive and very real. Um, so in my mind's eye, um, sometimes I just like seeing over, um, you know, just a picture. Yep. Or maybe, you know, almost like a dream or a daydream. Yeah. You can imagine something. Yeah. Um, I would know people's names. Oh, do you remember when caller ID started? Yes. Right. Yeah. So I did not like that because I used to be able to answer the you phone would and like say, to guess. hey, Julie, how'd you know it was me? <laughs> and uh, no one, how do you do that? Don't do that. Like that's what my friends would really? say. Yeah. And it's just sort of a... I didn't have any context of that. Right. I didn't know didn't that know. that was yeah. God talking or that right. was Holy Spirit in me right. connected to my present. Right. Yeah. And I just was something I could do. But of course it was like, doesn't everyone do that? Yeah. But no, not everybody was doing yeah. that. So I would ask questions like, why does God, why did God speak to Moses? Right. Or to like the disciples or Daniel, yeah. but... Not to me. Right. And so no one could answer that. And so... Because you might, yeah. like, did you ask your Sunday school teachers yep. or like, and would they say, no, no, like, that's not for you. That's like, not God. They would say, oh, that's okay. not God. Or they would change the subject. Yeah. Um, or some of them would sincerely try to explain, but it just was yeah. never enough. Right. So if I could come back to the codependency. Yeah. That made people feel uncomfortable. Right. And so then it would come back like, don't say anything. People don't, people won't like you was the interpretation of that. In other words, like don't challenge the normal here. We're just going to keep the peace. We're going to just come and fit in and don't, you know. Um, So, and part of that moving was conflict avoidance. So if something was, um, you know, gone a little rocky, my parents would just move churches instead of resolve it. Yeah, and so... Like, what type yeah. of things? Like, oh, like, what do you mean? Like, one time, like, there was just a time I remember when, um, you know, I think my dad was volunteering. Yeah. But he also worked very hard outside in the summer. And yeah. uh, I think one night he wasn't feeling well, and he just didn't show up. Okay. Now, normally you call and you right, say, I right, can't right. go. But also, it's like... If you miss once, it's more, it's like, I wonder what happened. I hope he's right. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the response wasn't like that. It was like a shameful response, I think. Like, yeah. why didn't you call? And Yeah, yeah. So, but instead of like saying, you know, your response to that was hurtful right. or disappointing. I was really not feeling well. And, right. you know, a, a more compassionate response would have yeah. been better. Instead of resolving that, it, we just... Moved. Just moved. It was just easier. Not moved houses, but just moved, moved churches. churches. Yeah. Wow. So it was just easier to start again. Things like that. But, you know, you and need now, conflict would it always resolution. Be, would, would it always be like another fundamental type of church? Like, yeah. is that always kind of... Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little more, a little less. But yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and I don't think... Yeah, I, I, at the time, 
Yeah, we never went to like a Pentecostal church that maybe would have been a bit maybe better suited to me. Right. Yeah. So much more fundamental. And it was a small town. Everyone knew everyone. And I really don't know if the churches were that much yeah. that different anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you did move a lot. So was that to do with your father's work or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so mostly to do with my, yeah, with my dad's work, but my yeah. dad also flipped homes. Okay. So, um, which was actually like a blessing for me because I, you know, I I love to build. Yeah, I do, um, and so I still do help. it. Yeah, yeah. So I awesome. grew grew up just learning how to use tools and yeah, you know, tearing down homes and building homes up, and so um, and really learning how to also just how to work hard, physically yeah. work. Right. Um, I really value that. Um, yeah. so that just meant not always moving towns or but. Live, moving from neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah, you know, if you're flipping which, houses. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then when you're young, that means going to a new school yep. and having to make new friends um, or going back to school. With uh, For me, it was like having to go back to places where I didn't really have friends and right. leave my friends. And yes. It's a lot of adjustment, even if you're still yeah. not moving across town. What kind of impact do you think that has had on, on just your hmm. your life, you know? Yeah, leaving friends. You said at one yeah. time that mm-hmm. you were moving, and you your mother said, mm. "Like, what did your friends say or whatever?" And you hadn't even told them, right? You didn't and say goodbye. Yeah. So in that situation, we were moving from one town to another, yeah. and that was really unfortunate. Um, and my parents owned a business, yeah, and but also Canada went into a recession and the interest rates on bank loans were at 18%. Oh, wow. So when they had to renew, yeah. who can afford that? Right. 18, like, yeah. um, it's not their fault at all. Yeah. Uh, it was just the economy. Yeah. yeah. And so I think around that, though, there yeah. was a lot of shame at losing yeah. the business. Okay. And so I was told to just, don't say any, don't say anything. Just get your report card from your teacher. Um, <clears throat> but so I did what I was told because yeah. I was only eight. Right. And then I wasn't told different. So I didn't say goodbye to my friends. But then after, um, you know, my mom said, oh, you know, could have said goodbye to your friends. But, uh, uh, you mm. know, I was very literal and I was yeah. like, we, well, you told Black me not white. to. So yeah. I did that. Yeah. So. The impact of that really was like, um, you know, your kids have to learn. You have to yeah. teach them and kind of know your role as a parent is to set the parameters. Yeah. But it was, I was expected to already know them. Yes. Yes. I was expected to already know that it's, it's okay. Not to talk about it too much, but when you're leaving, it's okay to say goodbye. Yes. And they didn't think you'd take it that literal. Like. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, once that's fine, but that was a regular pattern. Right. Which built up in, was like a lot of shame then. Yeah. Oh, well, why didn't you just do it? Yeah. That kind of question. As right. It wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Right. That you uh, didn't understand that yes. you could do it. Right. Yes. Yeah, so just not setting that up for uh, me, yeah. kind of feeling supported, right? Yeah. So then I felt just really vulnerable, like, right, what? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, moving from church to church and moving yeah. from town to town, 
you feel like that's where you learn this mm-hmm. conflict avoidance, which would be yeah. like codependency. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so like a lot of modeling of that and then the people pleasing. Yeah. Um, just, you know, keeping the peace, right? And yeah. so, um, and then needing to be accepted as well, yeah. right? And right. so just n- not not being willing then to say no or right. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but in order to be accepted, you have to do what people want. You have to you know? be the, the girly girl <laughs> exactly. that you're supposed to be. And that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and live up to those expectations. No, don't hear God that way. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't just be yourself. You yeah. have to be this way. Yeah. And then you're, so what yeah. I, the way I felt like when I was yeah. really had, a, I had really major breakthroughs just in the last couple of years. Yeah. And so when things are really coming together. Yeah. I felt like I just didn't have the neural pathways that a lot of kids develop. Right. You know, I just didn't, I couldn't relate. I just didn't know. And so I would say literally to my husband or to my coach, okay, I, this is how I think. And I know that's not the right mindset, but for some I reason. don't know what the other one is. Yeah. And I, I, sometimes I was embarrassed by that. And then I realized... I don't know what it is because I was never because taught that. Because you were never that. taught that. So I, I had to kind of go back to the beginning yeah. and say, what's the, what's the option here? What's yeah. the opposite of that? And here's someone, just someone say it out loud so yeah. I could repeat it and start building those pathways or start yeah. building those habits. So it was like learning to walk from Are you thankful for counselors? Like, oh, yeah. They're just amazing. Like yeah. they can... Yeah, put all that together, right? Just reframe. Yes. And they, yeah, like, uh, I, I couldn't go through this without support. I yeah. mean, 20, I, I have had um, in my husband and my cousin and an, a few have been there every step of the way. And then a wow. few friends along the way as well. And uh, I, I couldn't have done it without them and yeah, different perspectives, support. right? Yeah. It's not something to do by yourself. Yeah. You need people. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about, so you have a husband and you have yep. two girls, right? That's right. So tell us, how long have you been married? 23 years. Wow. Yep. I was married when I was 23. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you were married, yep. what was what was your recovery like then? Had you started your recovery journey from yep. your codependency? and anxiety? Yeah. So um, where were you at? Well, when I was 20... My recovery journey started when I was 20, and that's when my life basically fell apart. Okay. Um, I had been going to university, and I really didn't want to go, but um, I was encouraged to because if you don't go, then you might get a job and not go to school at all. Mm, And so instead of being true to myself and just saying, look... What did Everybody, you want I'm tired. To do? What were you wanting to do? You know, I wanted to take a year off, yeah. take a gap year, yeah, and work on some cruise ships or okay. travel, yeah, and just just get away from school for a little bit. I did yeah. want to go back to school. Right. I do like academics, yep, and but that was not encouraged. So right. I, I did, you know, I, I did get to go to Belgium on a French exchange. It was two months in uh, when I was in grade twelve. Wow! So That's it wasn't cool. like. I could never do adventurous things, yeah. but the idea was that I wasn't continuing my education right away. Right. Um, but and I was, was really tired. Yeah. And I knew I was tired, but the because expectation... Because of the, your yeah. struggle with 
you're tired. Was it because of all the? No, I think I was. Uh, I think I was just you know tired of being in school. You yeah, know, we just, had grade thirteen, and um, that's like doing first year of university right. in high school. Yeah. And so I, I think by the time I was just finished I high school, I people, was ready for yeah, a change. I think people are sometimes too young to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? That's it. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, and probably, yes, there was the, the codependency was evident, but I, you know, I wouldn't have identified any of that. Yeah. Right. Not but yet. Um, okay. not yet. Right. And so like the. Like, I know in high school, I had three great friends. The four of us stuck together. Yeah. But uh, in, in my particular year, it was very clicky and a lot of rumors. And, well, nowadays we would say bullying, emotional bullying. Oh, and, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, these two were friends today, but to, the next day right. they're enemies. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, are you guys friends or not friends? Because I can't <laughs> keep up. So we knew... Sticking together was really important. Yeah. Um, so, so I had that. But then also I still um, couldn't say no when I should say no. And, you know, mm. like in, in the Boundaries book, if you can't yeah. say no, don't say yes. If you can't right. say no, you can't say yes. But I sometimes I just couldn't say no when I knew I should, but I wanted to be liked by everybody. Right. And so... Can you give us an example of something oh, that you would have wanted yeah. to say no, like looking back? I know. One time I had... Um, you remember passing notes? Now it's text messages. Yes. But in, my, in high school, it was still writing notes and folding them up into yes, yes, little yes. triangles. Oh, yeah. And so one particular girl had, you know, written me some notes and was confiding in me about a guy she liked. Mm-hmm. And then an, another friend... Like the same guy. Yeah. And so she said, hey, you know, can I see those notes? Well, no, I knew that. No, this is confidential. But because I wanted them, I wanted one to like me. Right. And she was already confiding me, but I wanted the other one to still like me. Right. Then I said, yeah, okay. And so she read through them. And um, there were some other girls around. And they said, Sue, why did you do that? Those are, those are really personal notes. And I was like, I oh, know I shouldn't have. I just didn't know how to say no. Right. Um, and that did cost me because the other one just stopped confiding in me. Yeah. She didn't stop talking to me or whatever, but she just yeah. stopped confiding in yeah. me. And so that was expensive. But it was those, it's like, I just couldn't. Yeah. And again, it was the people skills. pleasing. It's yeah. the fear of loss. Yeah. Fear of loss of love, right? Right. Um, and compromising. Yeah. Which is, you know, the codependent behavior. Yeah. Um, so are so, you friends with these th- three ladies? You say yeah. three girls? Still. Today. Yeah. yeah. So one of them, um, we were friends since we were babies. So yeah. like for, more than 45 years we've been wow. friends awesome. and really close friends. Um, one of them, unfortunately, um, has some, like a serious mental illness. So she's kind of on and off the grid depending on how she's doing yeah and then the other one we're we're in touch yeah yeah okay yep yeah so um I kind of forget there where that question kind of went from but um I'm forgetting too (laughs) about the school oh Oh, yeah so I was school yeah so I was tired and um yeah so 
Yeah, so so I was just really tired, actually, of the academics, and yes. I needed just to rest my brain and maybe do something adventurous. Right. And that's not what. And then was I was expected. Exactly right. So I said, yeah, I would go to uh, go to university, but I didn't know what I wanted to take. Yeah. I just I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I said in my testimony too that it was a very costly uh, decision because two years in, I uh, I just crashed. Yeah. I. I didn't know what I wanted. The people around me, you know, kind of disappeared. And yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. What? You know, I'm the one that's doing all this work and making decisions that people are telling me to make. Yeah. But I'm not happy and I can't do it. And literally, like, my, it, I just went into extreme panic. Yeah. And... And there was a breakup that kind of happened there too, right? Like, didn't you, or, or was it a breakup? It you, wasn't you, really a breakup. It was more that my boyfriend at the time just said, I'm not going this year. Uh, and so that, well, that triggered two things. One, um, I was like, well, what, what am I going to do then? Because right. uh, I'm doing what you're doing. Yep. Because that's why I was going. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm not going for myself. A for myself. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. And then two, he had the courage to say, "I don't want to do it anymore." Did and you almost like, like, were you almost jealous that he could actually make a decision? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That definitely. He could just actually, say and decide. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. What? You know? You mean and you just do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. But it. Mm. A jealous might not be the right word because I didn't know I could do that. Right. You know, yeah. and that's where like the that codependency is. I didn't know I could. I didn't yeah. know that was my choice. Yeah. Because um, I was so enmeshed in relationships. Yeah. I was so, I, I didn't really have a sense of self. Yeah. Um, whatever. I was a chameleon. Yep. yep. You know, like whatever... You know, these people tell me that's what I do. And then these people, that this group, that group, whatever. Mm. And, you know, or even movies and media. And yeah. it's like, this is how you're supposed to act. It wasn't really yeah. me. Right. Yeah. So it's, and that's in the, like, for me, that's just like real codependency. It's like, yeah. I don't even know myself apart from other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So explain like the breakdown because mm -hmm. you were two years in and you yeah. moved like you yep. withdrew from school. Yeah. Yeah. St. John, right? I moved here to St. John. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. So in a matter of hours, I uh, went from, you know, getting ready for university and heading off to being in a complete panic and anxiety, I don't know, like state, like yeah. extreme. Yeah. I couldn't even have the lights off. Right. Ever. Right. So if I woke up at night and there it was a dark room, I'd panic. If I yeah. opened a door and it was dark, it I would panic. I could what it would, was that bad. Like what would they call that? Like just a mental breakdown? Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. 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 And um so I knew I couldn't stay home. Yeah. I knew I had to move forward. Right. Um, and figure something out. Uh, my brother was in his third year of university. Okay. Maybe his fourth. And I talked to him a lot. And, you know, he 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 really listened. Yeah. Um, 
I need to get my water. Yeah. I forgot I had Go it. Ahead. Yeah, he just really listened. And then he also had a buddy that was in the same at the same university. And uh, so he got us connected. So mm-hmm. there was sort of like a, an, a another older brother yeah. there for me. Okay. And then and my parents drove me. It was 18-hour drive. They moved me back to university. Um, I had an apartment, and they stayed with me. They stayed. They took extra time off work to stay just to make sure I was settled. Yeah. So they did. They did what they could do. Yeah. Yeah. So they were supportive, like the way they knew how. Anyway, exactly. they loved you. <laughs> yeah. Right. They loved you absolutely. Oh, yeah. And they. Um, <clears throat> but at 20 years of age, yeah, I needed to break away from my parents and start figuring out yeah. who I am as a young adult. Yeah. Um, so I. I couldn't say that at the time, but reflecting back, that's what I needed to do. And so my, uh, it was my older brother that actually said, Sue, just forget money, forget yep. any kind of pressures. What do you want? Yeah. When you're, when you have a breakdown, like, okay, it's not about money. It's not about yeah. any yeah. of this. Like, what do you need? What do you need? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go to school. He said, okay, don't go to school. Right. Where do you, what's the alternative? Like, then what? Yes. And I said, I want to go east. I don't know what made me say that. All my friends. So you'd never been east? I've never been east. Okay. <laughs> now, I did have a cousin here. Yeah. And now, um, but growing up, she was in a part of a military family. So we were never around each other much. They, they traveled from base to base. Yep. <clears throat> so... But she was living here, and the last conversation we had two years before was, hey, you know, come out east. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, and my friends at university would always go west. Yeah. And I thought, I don't want to go west. I'm going to go east. I'm going to go east. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the other direction. Yeah. So, and my brother said, great. Now, let's just make it happen. Yeah. Wow. And then my testimony, that's where like, God stepped in. Yeah. Like, and I, I just, I literally cried out, though. Mm. Now it's sort of it's a it's a fun miraculous story, but it was ex- extremely scary and painful at the time. Yeah, and well, I literally was crying out like in the Psalms, like David, like God, how what is going on here? Right, I can't live like this. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was never suicidal, but I had suicidal thoughts. Okay, or like just death, dark thoughts. Yeah, but um. You know, I I knew people that committed suicide, and I I would never go that far. Right. You didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan to do that. But, but you I, thought it would be nice to not be right. living anymore. What if I were? What if I didn't have to do this? Or right. what? You know, and just I, you know, just dark ideas, ideas of death, and yes, I was like, whoa, that's not me. Yeah. But like that that was how dark mm. this the time was yeah. right and yeah. I, I just say that because that's part of depression and anxiety maybe even some mania as well right yep. like there's just you know those ideas happen and yep. they're we don't have to be defined by them or follow them right but that was happening it was extreme yeah. I, um i had to get on some medication um so is this was, where your recovery all started? Would this you is where say? my recovery this started. This the moment. Like, this was like that break of denial. Like, okay. This was like, because I was like, yeah. you know, living in denial. I was living yeah. everyone else's life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, bang, 
Yeah. What? Yeah. I can't. I can't live this way. Right. I didn't know what was wrong. You know I what just it was knew it wasn't working. Or, yeah. No, I didn't have any language for it. Yeah. But I knew I couldn't go on anymore. Yeah. And so that's the moment for me that recovery started. And yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I called my cousin. Yeah. I said, hey, is that invitation still open? Can I come out? And she said, yeah, come on, you know, stay with us for a few days. And I said, I was actually thinking of a few months. Wow. You know, can I stay till Christmas? This is September. And yep. I said, can I stay till Christmas? And uh, she said, well, I'll just have to ask my husband. And she, they called back in like five or 10 minutes. Yes, you know, come. This is really important. Did she yeah. know that how, like what spot you were in? Like, She knew a little. Well, when I called and invited myself, I yep. did say, I can't study this year. I'm I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I just, okay. I need yeah. to get away and do something different. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we, so that was about all I said. And yeah. then we talked more about that. And I didn't know that she was actually studying to be a Christian counselor. Oh. So she said, yep, come over and live with us and we'll do, we'll, we'll do some sessions. And wow. uh, I was like, oh, that's great. And I already, I had a free round trip ticket anywhere in Canada from Air Canada. Um, and then I said in my testimony too, I got a call from the finance office that money came in for me and which I didn't have any. Um, and, uh, I said, I'm not studying. I'm actually going to the registrar's office today to withdraw. And they said, yeah. well, it's got your name on it. You need to so come and somebody- get it. Somebody paid on your behalf? Well, it was from the government. So um, I had been reassessed. Yeah. And the money came in. Okay. And so. So you mean, you mean God came through? God came through (laughs) in a big way. Wow. So I had a free ticket. Money. Yep. I had money. said, come, I'm doing counseling. Exactly. Exactly. So it was um, like when someone said, Sue, it's like, you know, you're just like dangling over hell. Yeah. And God just like. That's always the way. Like, you up. Honestly, I've had those moments too, and it's like you're struggling, and then all of a sudden you're like, "I can't do this anymore." Yeah. God help me. Yep. And He knows you can't, and He just steps in and yep. like takes care of all the details. Yeah, and it and it, He's so practical. I know. You know it was like you need a plane ticket. Yeah. You need cash. Yeah. You need a place to stay. You know, all these really practical things, things just yeah. he knows dropped on my need. lap. And yeah. I, I I didn't ask. I know. The people people asked. Like, I was asked if if I would change my flight. And if I could change my, if I, this was a few months before, if I would change my flight, they'd give me a free round trip. I was yeah. like, of course. You know, so I had this voucher. So I knew I could travel somewhere, yep. right? But, you know, that was God just oh, yeah. taking care of me. Yep. And uh, so... Wow. Yeah, so that's really, when I reflect back, like, that's really when my recovery started. Yeah. And so it's been a long learning journey. A long journey. Yeah. From that day. So, yeah, yeah how many years ago was that when? That was, was actually yeah, 27 years ago. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 27. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, what's mm-hmm. what's the journey been like? So that's when your recovery yeah. started. Yeah. So has it been smooth sailing since then? Nope. All nope. up, up, up. Up and up, down. <laughs> up, ups and downs. And yeah, so um, like at that time, 
I, I mentioned in my testimony too, especially like at, at the end, I, I said, just do the inventories, do yeah. the work. Yeah. Because like God really came through and provided, but this has been a journey that I've had to work on and he's supported the work. Yeah. And he's brought the resources to me. He's brought the people to me. Yeah. But there, there were moments where I did have like miraculous healings. Yeah. But not usually. Usually the healing came with from the work, my work, yeah, following the Lord's leading, yeah, and um, he's you know brought support around. So when I moved here, um, there was a new church plant in town, it was called Harvest Christian Fellowship, it was a Baptist church, but they believed that God speaks today, wow, and now it's St. John Vineyard. Okay, really? Yeah, right. so I was at I was there at St. John Vineyard yeah. at the very beginning. Okay. And um, <clears throat> so it was... What did that feel like to find, like, oh, these are my people? It was such a relief. And oh, so I actually oh. said to my cousin, does God speak today? And she, she did <laughs> laugh. You know, counselors aren't supposed to laugh in the session, but she did laugh. And she said, well, who do you think told you to come here? Yeah. And when she said that, I was like, yeah, see, I do hear... I just needed someone to give me permission I, or, or sort of reframe that theology. Right. Um, and to say, no, there's another way yeah. to think about this yeah. and to learn about this. Yeah. So I was, you know, and God really just brought me into a community where yeah. there was 15 to 20 people. It was a yeah. church plant, so it was small. Um, and they were all, they all believed God could speak yeah. and all practicing and learning how to be sensitive okay. to, you know, is hearing his voice and following God's leading. Yeah. Um, and that would be, you know, in talking, in dreams. Yeah. Um, journaling. Right. You know, if you, so I was in a Bible study group where we just learned how to journal, pray. Yeah. And as you start, like scribes that are in the Bible, like yeah. the Bible's written, the written yeah. word is really important. Right. So um, just writing your prayers out. Yes. And then it's kind of free writing. Yeah. And as you're free writing your conversation with God, you just start to really be very, just very aware of. Yeah. yeah. It's like talking to a friend. Yeah. And then you kind of look back through your journals and you see, yeah. you identify how you're how you notice God's yeah. voice or God's presence in your life. Yes. It's that kind of thing. So Indeed yeah. is it that church, didn't you mm-hmm. go through a group where they kind of did an inventory and yes. stuff like that? Yeah. So um I in my testimony I use the word inventory, but through the years with yeah. different ministries and it wasn't called inventory, but essentially it's the same thing. Right. So the first time I went through a process was like, like that, what we spent like six hours yeah. just yeah. making a list of all the yeah. the hurts, yep. the disappointments yep. um, to me, yep. but also what I've done what to other you've people. What done, yeah. Right? Because like inventory, yeah. We need forgiveness. We need to forgive. Yeah. And so that process was forgiving other people. Right. But also forgiving myself and asking the Lord to forgive me for choices I made. So I had to be responsible for choices I had made, even though I didn't really 
um, understand why I necessarily did them. I certainly understood the impact. Yeah. I knew that I hurt that, you know, my friend's feelings when I let someone else read the, I betrayed her, right? I betrayed her confidence and I knew that, but I couldn't face her to say I'm sorry because that would be kind of admitting that I wasn't enough shame, right? Right. So in order to break that cycle of shame, you know, we had to go through that and it took, I would say six Six hours, oh, maybe more. Absolutely. In one session. <laughs> so, and it's so freeing, isn't it? But it was so freeing. Yeah. I was like, another person, I was just, I literally filled up with joy. Yeah. Um, and man, I, I, had, I had no idea. I was so um, like oppressed or yeah. controlled by shame. Right. And I felt so bad about myself. Yeah. Um, and going through that, and, but also just walking through that with people that, I don't, they did, they weren't moved by anything I said. Okay. Yeah. Well, ask forgiveness. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. You know. It's it more like, for okay. you than anything, right? Yeah. No, yeah. there was no judgment. No. Um, and no, yeah, just acceptance. Yeah. Okay. And they were so encouraging because they had a vision that I didn't have, right? They yeah. knew it would be freeing, and they and, and uh, they were willing to do the work with me. Yep, you know. So, oh, God, yeah, that's so kind. So, yeah. when did you meet your husband? So, I met my husband actually at Harvest at church. Okay, yeah. And but then um, the next, so I took a year off. Okay. I did. I finally got my gap year. Yay! And uh, moved out here. I went through that whole healing process, um, but. You know, I learned how to kayak and do some other things. Yeah. And then um, I started back at UMBSJ. I transferred my credits. Yeah. And he, so I was starting back, but he was in his fourth year. Oh, so okay. we, we started spending time at the university having lunch together, but yeah. we also went to church together. Yeah. Yeah. And so he so was a Christian when you He was a Christian. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> when he graduated, he decided to go to uh, Lithuania okay. to be a volunteer. And um, did you go with him? No, I didn't. I didn't go. Um, he was backpacking. He backpacked through the southern part of Europe and yeah. then um, up the sort of the eastern countries okay. and into Lithuania. And uh, yeah, so when he. Um, when he decided to go, of course, I was really happy for him. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. But, you know, I cried and cried and cried. I couldn't stop crying. Yeah. And God said, I was praying about that. And, like, God said, just admit it. Ad- and I was like, admit what? And literally <laughs> I have conversations like this with God and it's real time. But it's kind of me like, talking uh, out loud with this knowledge in my heart. So it's as if I hear God audibly, but it's in... In, yeah. in her ears, right? Yeah. And um, he said, admit it. And I said, admit what? And he's like, you love Mark. I ah. know you do because I put it there. So just admit it. So I said that wow. out loud. And then I think I really burst into tears. Yep. But when I said that out loud, I was like, that's true. You really did put that there. That's like, so God cool. God knew who I would marry. Yeah. Um, and he said, you don't have to marry Mark, but yeah. that's who I've chosen for you. And it was like, it's him or nobody. Right. Which, and it, and it, which would be fine. And I think if I said, no, I, you know what? I just 
don't think married life is for me. I think God would have said, that's okay then. Yeah. And I would have he been content. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so then I did go over to my cousin and I think I knocked on the door and burst into tears and I said, I love Mark. And he and she's like, well, it's about time. <laughs> they probably already knew. <laughs> they already knew. <laughs> but again, I felt really honored because no one told me yeah. what to do or how to feel. And you they came. They just waited. Yeah. And you came with God, you came yes, up with that. Exactly. Yeah. So I could be my That's own awesome. person. They, yeah. they just made a space for me to be my own It's like almost person. the first thing that you yeah. decided that nobody, like you didn't yeah. feel pressured into it. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. So again, like it was an also very freeing. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I had a lot more maturing to do, but yeah, that was one of those, the, the first moments where yeah. a significant influential people in my life. Right. Didn't say or do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Although they could see it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, we were married the next year. Okay. Yeah. Then you guys have done like, didn't you move to like Japan or something? Yeah. We've lived in Japan. That's kind of random, isn't it? Yeah. Why Japan? Well, um, at that time, um, I finished university and then I... um, we were just kind of looking for something different to do, yeah. uh, make some money, and yeah. teaching English in Japan was um, a really good job. Yeah, and they were I government bet. jobs, so okay. you're really taken care of. Okay, and yeah, like they flew me over first class. Wow, it was like really taken care of yeah. apartment. Um, we had you know hosts, and so it was an easy job, easy way to travel. Yeah, um, my husband's a photographer, so he. Got to take pictures. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know it, but my brother was moving at the same time. Although we didn't plan at all. It was like, we're moving to Japan. So am I. Kind of. He was moving to Japan too? Yeah. Yeah. His wife's Japanese. Okay. So he met her in college and followed her home. Okay. And uh, so he's still there. You know, 27 years later, he's they're, they're still living so, in Japan. But so we were there at the same wasn't time. Wasn't your father there when he passed away? Like yes. So why was your father in Japan? So my <laughs> brother married a Japanese girl. Yes. And they settled in Japan. Okay. So my mom and my dad were there for Christmas visiting their new baby grandson. Okay. Yeah, and then just after Christmas, my dad had a stroke. In Japan. Oh, so they were visiting. They Japan. were visiting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So I mean, and he's you know he seemed quite healthy. Yeah. Um. He he had a hard life. Like he worked hard, and um, I imagine his body was older than his yeah chronological age. Although yeah. he you know passed his kind of physical exams before traveling, and so it was safe to yeah. travel. But wow. you know, just these things happen. Yeah. So. It was shocking. It was traumatic. Mm. Um, but at the same time, we were thankful. We were like, well, you know, at least dad got to, you know, he died doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. It was a, it was a lot of work for us. And I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet that came with a lot of complications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It was really, um, it was a real struggle. Uh, and I, I was closer to my dad than my mom. And not that you know, I didn't love my mom, but I just, it was easier to talk with my dad and relate to my dad. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, my older brother, um, was still in Ontario. Uh, he said, 
it was really serious. We have to go. So we went. And again, God pulled through. I had no vacation time left. But work just said, no, you got to go. And, you know, people discovered. And it was full pay. Again, amazing how God just brought all the little details. Just brought it together. Yeah. And they said, you just go for whatever time you need. Yeah. Stay in touch. And uh, they're just really kind and caring. Yeah. So, um, yeah, God was just, and the whole time I was there, God was just so present. And, mm. um, yeah, again, like I had lots of uh, just visions, you know. Yeah. Um, I see angels, and I often see them, just kind of in my mind's eye, I might say, just kind of, or just know there's a, there's something, there's something really nice and warm here. Yeah. It's an angelic presence. Yeah. Um, but when I was in Japan, I could see them with my open eyes. Wow. And, but cause it was, it was such an intense <laughs> situation and I feel like God was really showing up with that intensity as well. Just yeah. really, really present. Yeah. Um, and really helping lead the journey. Um, of course, you know, I was praying for healing. Right. And people, my friends here were praying for healing. Yeah. But it kind of um, in the heavenly realms, I was not seeing that. I was seeing like angels preparing just to, you know, take my dad to heaven. Yeah. So why? Why would I see that? Well, I think it's like it was hard enough and it was really God just caring way to yeah. say, I've got your dad. Yeah, I'm in this. Yeah. I'm in this. Yeah, I'm. Maybe I'm his, his healing is mm-hmm. going to heaven. His healing yeah. is going to heaven. Yeah. And then I could also see the joy, the freedom, the rest my yeah. dad would have in heaven yeah. and not toiling on earth and not yeah. working so hard yeah. um, and laboring. What right? a beautiful gift. It was like, just lovely. For so, you to lose your father, but for yeah. his kindness, like. Yeah. To show you that is, yeah. is beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, why did it have to happen that way? I, I, I yeah. don't know. You know, it, we live in a fallen world. Death happens. Mm. But, you know, God is there caring for us yes. through the ups and the downs, the good things, the bad things. Yeah. God's constant that way. Yes, he is. And he does show himself and he proves himself over and over again. Over and over. Yeah. So why so, don't you bring us up to, so you started to come to Celebrate Recovery like yes. 15 months ago, right? That's right. Yep. So paint a picture where okay. you were at yeah. in your recovery when you walked through the doors for sure. the first time. Sure. So um, we had moved to Latvia and when we moved, I was not doing well. I was, I just felt like I was suffocating here. I just was the way I saw myself and the way other people saw me were different. And again, that was the denial and brokenness. Mm. And I was like, this is not the life I want to live. This is yeah. not me again. Yeah. Um, so I said, I, I have to get out of here. I, I need something different. Um, and the door opened up to move. Okay. So we took it. Yep. And, and I don't mean, I wasn't trying to avoid. I was really trying to figure out what was so wrong yes. in, in me. Yeah. I knew my soul was not well, was not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't have a balanced life, but I didn't know how to find it either. And I just was like, I need to get away from all this so I yep. could just start again. Yep. And um, then, so I left and I moved and I wasn't coming back. But guess what? <laughs> the door opened to come back here. Yeah. And I was determined to be very positive and to start fresh and not go back to old habits. Right. And I was doing very well with that until the winter. And I um, had a severe leg injury. I actually tore, had a major tear in one of my calf muscles. Oh. So I, I couldn't walk. And, mm. you know, physical exercise is really important for everybody. But yeah, for, your, for mental your mental health. health. Oh, absolutely. And especially I feel like, you know, if you're struggling with depression yeah. or anxiety, it really does help. It really helped me a lot. Yeah. So. And it's social. I played pickleball, which is like tennis, and it was really fun. Yeah. So I couldn't move. Oh, and yeah. then I couldn't really socialize. Like I missed yeah. a lot of that. You're not getting exercise. You're not getting community. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And my husband travels a lot, especially in the winter. Mm. So I was alone with winter. young kind yeah. of uh, teenage girls. Yeah. And just I just went down into a spiral. So that was mm. kind of February, March. Yeah. And I thought, oh, by summer, you know, I'll pick up. But, you know, in summer, I didn't. Mm. I love summer, but I didn't feel any better. I was crying all the time. Uh, yeah. And I started to read. <clears throat> oh, I picked up a, a workbook called Boundaries, and I didn't realize it workbook. So I was like, oh, there's a book that goes with it. Is that the one by Henry Cloud? By Cloud and Townsend. And John, John yeah. Townsend? So I got yeah. the book. Yeah. I couldn't put it down. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah, that's a good one. It's like all these lessons that yeah. I'd been learning yeah. for the last 25 years at right. that point. Yeah. Um, and working through. So my cousin, she's a coach mm. now, so she coaches me. And all this that we work through, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like in print and the yeah. way they taught <coughs> the theology of it, but combined with the psychology of it. I'm a right. psychology major. Yep. Speaking and your language. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, it just brought it all together. Yeah. And oh, I was like, man, these are boundary issues. You know, I'm just taking care of everybody else and yep. I'm not taking care of me. I'm expecting other people to take care of me, but they're not because it's not their job. Right. But I thought, well, that's how I think. That's how you think, yeah, right? Yeah, I take yeah, care yeah. of you. You take yeah, care yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. And I was giving like 90%. And uh, so yeah. I was like, man, I got to reel this in. Yeah. But also in the book, they said, these are major changes and you can't do them alone. Yeah. You really need a support group. So I said, all right, God, I need support. Yeah. And I, I, I knew it was not fair to my husband. But I knew that had to change. Right. I was relying too much on him and not enough on other people. Yeah. So I said, what do I need? Take me somewhere. Yeah. And I remember um, another friend of mine uh, came here like years ago. Okay. And actually, that's where I first met Adam, although Adam probably doesn't remember that. I don't expect he would. Okay. But um, the Fowlers. At the Fowlers? Yeah. Yeah, it was Sam's uh, graduation birthday. Graduation ah. celebration from high school. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, that would have been four or five years ago. Okay. Okay. More. I don't even I yeah. don't remember now, but okay. Um, so that came to mind, actually. Okay. And uh, I thought, well, I'll try it. 
So I came one Tuesday and literally I, I walked in the room and yeah. worship started and yeah. in like... Didn't you say it was the relapse lesson? It was, was the relapse lesson? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, but even in the worship, I, as soon as I kind of felt the worship and the atmosphere of, and I was like, oh, this is my place. This is my people. <laughs> I'm here. And I yeah. did, I text my husband and I said like, oh, I found awesome. it. And, that's you know, awesome. he was excited. Yeah. And so, um. And then it was, I don't know if it was that night or very close, but it was the relapse lesson. And because I, I was through like, oh, is this the right place for me? Yeah. I don't know, you yeah. know. And then I'd go and then sure enough, that lesson was the word I needed. Aww. And or, you know, the sharing, yeah. um, the share groups, I get so much energy. I might go into those quiet, like kind of tired. Yeah. But by the end, I just really appreciate uh, just listening. Yeah. Just listening. And, you know, if, if the other ladies pass, yeah. And I still value that because they're present. Yeah. They're they there. showed up. They're there sitting in yeah, a chair they showed up. and they're listening to others and they're still, yeah. they're still sharing, even though they're not really saying words. Yeah. Um, they're present. And yeah. I just get, I just would really wake up and be excited after that. Yeah. And so I, I thought, this is the support. This is what I need. Yeah. And I knew to just, I just need to plug in. Yeah. And uh, just be there regularly and use my time to share and talk. And uh, sometimes I said what I planned to say. Sometimes I said what I didn't plan to say. Oh, for sure. But it didn't matter. And as someone that is a caregiver. Yeah. And that was one of my issues is caring too much. Right. Um, and then not letting people care for me, yes. not knowing what I needed, yes. having that time, you know, four to five minutes that's not interrupted that I can just talk. Yeah. And it's about you. And, and it's y- about me. And you have to talk about you. Like <laughs> Exactly. I yeah. can't hide. You're, you can't talk about somebody else. That's right. I can't hide behind someone else's issues. Yeah. Uh, I had to talk about me. It was so freeing because yeah. I... I um, I could let people care. Yeah. Uh, and even though I didn't know what I needed, I could just talk. And it was just so nice to not fix people and yeah. not be responsible you know for someone else's. You know they're not going to try to fix you and they're just listening. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that healing really happened. Yeah. Um, so, and I had gone to my doctor again to get some, just get back on some medication after mm. reading that book. And it's like, Finally, I just felt like everything was coming together. And in my testimony, I said it was like I had the edge of a puzzle put together. Right. And so I could, uh, then I, I'm like, okay, I, I know what to do now. Yeah. I have, a, I have goals and plans to yeah. get to those goals. So I, one thing was just go to my doctor. I went with my plan. And I said, I just, she's like, you just need to feel good so you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so... I just I got back on some medication and uh, started coming here. And then I picked um, four or five friends, ladies. Yep. And I just asked them if they would be willing to just kind of share this journey with me. That's <clears throat> awesome. So uh, they would be accountability partners and sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew that I needed to let myself trust people with my story. Yeah. And just say, so huge. I'm tired today. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And not be the strong one. Yeah. 
I put so much pressure on myself. <sighs> I was exhausted. Yeah. So I I don't, yeah. And so it was just really healing to be able to do that. And and they all said yes. Yeah. You know, and you and, did the step study. And then I did the step study. And yeah. I, I did the step study. Oh, we were talking about inventories before. But I did the step study. Um, one is, you know, to move more into the journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also I knew I needed to broaden my support circle and get to know other women. Right. And so I really was really looking for just the community of being with the same people, yeah. doing the same thing with yeah. one purpose um, and meeting every week. Yeah. And, you know, because the, the share groups sometimes is the same, but there's new people coming or yep. they go to different groups. But the step study I knew would be the same, the same group people. of ladies. Yeah. And I could really connect. Yeah, and dig in deep. And like, dig in deep. deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so that was really that. That was my main motivation of, yeah. of joining the step study. Yeah. And um, and uh, and then just working through the whole process. Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea what the step study meant. No, <laughs> when I signed up. Right, <laughs> no. like do the step study. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah, you know, I knew it would be good, and I was willing to do the work. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, I didn't really know the steps yet. I didn't yep. really know the principles yet. It was all very new. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. But, but I was ready because I had been on the journey for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So this <clears throat> has been amazing. And I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation because mm. I love that you have you've worked your recovery. I mean, you've yeah. been on a journey. We don't drift towards health and it just shows, right? That's right. That's a we good way don't. to put it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, when you were struggling, mm-hmm. you would get back and you would pick it up and you would do the work yeah. and it, yeah. the work looks different. It, it could be doctors. It could be medicine. It could be counseling. Exactly. It's support groups. Yeah. It's, it's kind of all of it. It's all of it. Right. I didn't really talk about the PTSD, but going through that, and that's one of those journeys, those times in my life where I worked hard and had a lot of support. And yeah. um, I didn't say in my testimony, but I, I, I had a counselor and um, you know a workbook that I worked through the counselor. I went to massage therapy. Yeah, because um, I, I think a lot of trauma is held in muscles. Yeah, right, and, and it's not. Trauma is complex. Yeah. It's not just emotional or just mental. It's yeah. and so um I worked and yeah. I worked and I worked and I worked. And then there was a time um we we called them cell groups, but it would be like home church, and I was leaving that. And I just prayed for someone, you know, as to be blessed as they were leaving. Yes. And she turned and said, I'm gonna pray for you too. And then Man, like God showed up in a big way and I just started to cry. I couldn't help it. I just started crying and I literally felt like a pile driver was um, just breaking through cement. Wow. And I, I don't know what that was. Was it memories? I don't know. And I didn't need to know. Yeah. Um, But when that was done, the fear was gone. Wow. The PTSD was gone. Wow. Um, Yeah. Healed. So it was like this, I did the work and then... God did his work. God so there was up. this blend of like, it's like he honored, partnership and he honored the effort that you put in. 
Yeah. He's like, I see that Sue and I'm going to match it. And I, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to match it. And here's your miracle. Because um, I'm, I'm a good God. Yeah. You know, and so he it is a good blend. God. And he loves you, Sue. Thank you. And we love yeah. you too. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. My for, pleasure. For doing this. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. Bye, listeners. Thank you so much for sticking with us. And I hope um, Sue's journey has helped. I know it's been very informative for me. And just your blessings. Thank you very much. I'm blessed to be here. Awesome.